Hello and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. Each week, a Chamber staff member will sit down with a guest to discuss what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, develop our workforce, and tell the inspiring story of Greensboro to the world. This podcast is brought to you by Truliant Federal Credit Union. As one of the largest credit unions in North Carolina, TrueLiant is proud of its work supporting the businesses and the people that make our communities thrive. Chartered in 1952, today TrueLiant serves more than 250,000 members, helping them and our community build strong financial foundations. There are five locations in Guilford County to serve you. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Your host today is Ainsley Johnston, the Chamber's Events Manager. Ainsley is a Martinsville, Virginia native who spent much of her childhood visiting Greensboro. She's a Wake Forest University graduate who returned to the triad originally to work in regional theater, but has since brought her talents for putting on a show to the chamber, where she began with us in 2015. Here's Ainsley. Hello, everyone. Uh, Today I'm here with Rob Goodman, the executive director of the Greensboro Sports Foundation, and Mark Bush, who is the vice chairman of the foundation as well. Uh, Welcome, and thank y'all for being here. Hi, Ainsley. Hi, thanks for having us. So today we're going to talk about the idea of tournament town, Um, and I figure we might as well start at the beginning with y'all. So there are a lot of parties involved with uh, putting on these tournaments, getting them here, So tell me a little bit more about the Sports Foundation specifically and kind of y'all's role in all of these wonderful tournaments. Well, we, the Greensboro Sports Foundation is the local organizing committee for all these great sports events that that we have in Greensboro, especially this year in 2020 when it's a historic run of events that we have. But our job is once the event is here, uh, we, we host, we provide whatever hosting services you might need. With U.S. figure skating, we were driving people to and from the airport, for example. We had volunteers in different places doing different things. Uh, we may host some events or some meals or or kind of whatever. The Greensboro Convention and Visitors Bureau has a sports sales team, and their job is to bring these events to Greensboro. So it's kind of like they bring them here, and then we run them when they get here. So our job is to make sure they have a wonderful experience while they're here, and, and that enhances our chances of getting them to come back for a return engagement. That sounds perfect. And it's sort of interesting in that, that this year in 2020, we are hosting three major basketball tournaments back to back to back uh, coming up next month. Tournament Town sort of started um, several years ago, the last time that the Greensboro Coliseum Complex hosted uh, the ACC women's, men's, and an NCAA men's event in back-to-back-to-back weeks. So it's sort of come full circle. No other no other community, no other facility has, has done this, and here we're doing it for a second time. And we're going to talk about other events, but we're really focused right now on what happens in March. Yeah, well, we are definitely going to get back to basketball because, I mean, even the tournament. why? <laughs> yeah, even the tournament town logo says basketball. Um, but I like we were saying, I think when you think of tournament town, when you think of Greensboro, you think of specifically ACC basketball. But there's so many other sports and sports tournaments um, that take place in Greensboro. So can you tell us a little bit more about like the breadth of different tournaments and sports that we have here? Well, I think I can do that. Uh, so, so yeah, we do think you do automatically when Tournament Town comes out. You do auto, you do automatically think 
ACC basketball because the men's tournament has been hosted in the Greensboro Coliseum 27 times more than any other venue and 20 times this year with the women's tournament more than any other venue. So yeah, it's natural to think that, but, but it's more than that. So just if you take 2020, we've already had the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, which was another incredibly successful event. Uh, we're going to have ODAC Swimming. Uh, the ODAC Swimming uh, Championships. Then we have um, five straight weeks of these events. So it's ACC Women's Swimming and Diving uh, Championships on one weekend. Then the ACC Men's Swimming Championships on another weekend. Then we get into the three straight um, of college basketball that we just talked about. And so that's five straight weekends, and we have all these great events. But while the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament is in the arena, We'll have NCAA Division Three swimming and diving in the Greensboro Aquatic Center. So we'll have two national championships going on on our Coliseum campus at the same time. I bet nobody else can do that, really. And and then we finish, follow that, and as we get into the end of March and early April, we have the YMCA Short Course National Swimming, followed by the middle of April, uh, it's actually on Easter weekend, we have the National Collegiate Club Swimming Championship. So all these college club teams are coming to Greensboro, North Carolina and the Aquatic Center for their national championship event. Well, it's funny. We um, we had an event for the chamber recently at uh, the downtown Hyatt place, and we had to flip the room right after the event because there was a swim team that <laughs> had just checked in and they were coming to the Aquatic Center. Um, so speaking of the Aquatic Center, I mean, Matt Brown and his team have done a phenomenal job with creating that. So, um, you know, we we talked about a couple of the swimming and diving. I'm going to have to tell my brother he went to an ODAC school, so mm. we might have to check out that. But talk to us about all of those swimming and diving, because I know that's sort of like the next round of tournament town. It seems like we have so many tournaments going on with, with swimming and diving. Well, it is an easy thing to talk about. And, and, and Rob mentioned two national governing bodies that Greensboro is now on the map for to host their major championships, their major events. He mentioned the YMCA, the Y Nationals, and not only in, in late March, early April, the Y National Short Course, but the Greensboro Aquatic Center has just been awarded, I believe, a three-year run of the long course YMCA Nationals that will be in July. So there's another national event. We were on the map 10 years ago for NCAA swimming and diving events, and now we're in the middle of a bid process to host NCAA men's and women's swimming and diving championships at both the Division One and the Division Three level. So that's, in a nutshell, that's the impact of the Greensboro Aquatic Center and its position uh, as, as part of the Greensboro Coliseum Complex. And I think Susan Brayman, the, the director of the Aquatic Center, will tell you there are, there are events, championships, local, state, national level. Um, it seems like just about every week, uh, certainly every month at the Greensboro Aquatic Center. Rob was part of a, a team that went to Switzerland last year to even start to put Greensboro and the Aquatic Center on the map internationally. Um, for aquatic centers events. So, and at the same time with the addition of the fourth pool gives Greensboro the ability to to honor its commitment when we built the pool that yes, we have these national events that have this tremendous economic 
impact and help us with sports tourism. At the same time, we're able to do things like the Learn to Swim program mm -hmm. for second graders in Guilford County and for our local citizens to take advantage of uh, the facility that is the Greensboro Aquatic Center. Well, and I have a question about that fourth pool because, um, see, we're right on track. Um, you know, I had heard that the fourth pool not only was helping honor the commitment to the Greensboro community, make sure that there is space for um, our local citizens to swim, for our school system to take care of that program, but doesn't it put us in a better position to get more tournaments because we have that fourth one? Absolutely. And that's what I was just going to say. And you, you knew I was headed there. Uh, but yes, yeah, so with the fourth pool, when, during the uh, USA Swimming T uh, Tier Pro Series event we hosted in November, I was speaking to uh, a USA Swimming official from Dallas. And he said, you know, you guys, you guys now have the largest aquatic center in the country. Wow. And I went, wait, what? You know, but turned out Susan had already been told that she already knew USA Swimming had already told us that. And so that does put us in contention to host a lot of things that that could come down. And so with that fourth pool, we're not only the largest aquatic center in the country, but now we're able to have our local teams participate in all their weekly and daily activities when the ACC Swimming Championship comes in and takes over the entire aquatic center. We now have a fourth pool so that our local programs can continue. And there's something cool about the actual pools themselves, right? Like how it doesn't create ripples? The, 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 the pools, all, all well, the, the three competition pools are all state-of-the-art um, and again, I'm not I'm not a swimmer, so the, the the lane dividers and the gutters on the side, they're the way they're designed is so that it's just a minimum impact as possible in terms of the the, the waves that are created. If that's the right term, what that means is bottom line at the Greensboro Aquatic Center in the competitive pools, they are very 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 fast. Mm -hmm. So if you go if you go again, whether it's a youth event, a high school event, a college event a pro event, uh, Olympic qualifier event. The swimmers are setting all types of, of, of national, in some cases even international records, and certainly personal bests. And that really helps when you're going after these events because the swimmers and their coaches, they want to come here because they want to compete in a fast pool. All that is by design and goes to the credit of Susan Brayman and Matt Brown. And I saw that during the, in November, the USA Swimming Tier Pro Series event we hosted. I saw Katie Ledecky in lane one. And lane one and lane eight, historically, you know, in most pools are the slowest because you get the waves coming out from the other swimmers. And we saw a lot of lane one and lane eight swimmers winning events or, or being near the top of them. So it doesn't apply here. Well, I know for the Chambers Annual Meeting this year, we um, partnered and had everyone who had a ticket to the luncheon got to also go to the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. I think it was so much fun. But what you're saying, we got to see the Olympians in Greensboro as part of that event, going to see U.S. Figure Skating. And then Katie Ledecky, I mean, right. I watch her in the Olympics all the time. And I think I was just watching the news and heard, oh, yeah, she's going to be at the, the GAC tomorrow. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, years ago, I think it was 2015, we hosted the NCAA Division I Women's Swimming and Diving Championships. And I was timing lane four, and there's Missy Franklin. I mean, and it's just, okay, yeah. Um, am I worthy here? I don't know. I don't want to mess up the my timing here. And if we had – and if and if we – Rob and I, 
could get shot for saying this, but if we had a goal uh, for the Greensboro Aquatic Center and the Greensboro uh, Coliseum Complex, uh, talk, talk swimming, talk United States Olympic trials mm -hmm. in a year, that's the highest level you can just about get nationally in the United States, unless Rob is successful getting one of these international events to come to North Carolina. Uh, on the figure skating side, um, as we've, ho we've hosted U.S. Figure Skating National Championships three times, our goal, quite frankly, is to host it in a year when it is the Olympic trials, and the winners here go directly to the Olympics the following fall. So those are our goals, and we're, we're building, we're building, we're taking key steps right along the way and doing that with our reputation. Well, and I know we're going to talk about how people can support that, but at the end of the day, it's March, so we've t we've talked about all the other cool things going on. Um, but let's get down to basketball because it is March after all. So you mentioned that there's going to be three back-to-back -back tournaments. So tell us what basketball tournaments we can expect in 2020. So we're gonna we alluded to it a minute ago. But we're gonna we're gonna start uh, the first weekend of March with the ACC Women's Basketball Tournament, which will be here for the 20th time. Uh, we've hosted it now more than any other venue. Uh, then the next week, we'll have the ACC Men's Basketball Tournament. Uh, it will be our 27th time hosting that event, again, more than any other venue. And then the following weekend, we'll have the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball first and second rounds. So if you're, if you're a basketball junkie, um, Greensboro, North Carolina is where you want to be in March. And, and people are, as I talk to people, and, and they're just – they're just so excited to have that here again. And and nobody can believe that we're the only place that has done all three back to back to back. Mm -hmm. No other conference tournament around the country. It's only happened here in 2006 and now 2020. That's very cool. I, I am from Martinsville, Virginia, so about 45 minutes away. And I remember growing up coming with a team, with friends, with a group of friends and their dads or, you know, little brothers Every year to the ACC okay. tournament. You got out of school. I mean, you might have gotten out of school. I did get out of school. That, <laughs> well, was, that, that was an extra. That. Yeah. Well, because you may as well, because that's what was going to be happening in school anyway. Exactly. Is people were going to, I mean, that literally there are stories of people pushing, teachers pushing TVs into, into classrooms so yeah. people could watch. Now it's just, you know, open up your laptop or your iPad or your phone. But uh, that's, that's what's going to be on people's minds. You're not going to be getting a lot done. So curious when you came from Martinsville, did you, did you eat at Clarence's before or after? <laughs> if anyone wants to know, Clarence's Steakhouse is just top notch in Martinsville, Virginia. I personally like a good BLT with a fried egg on top. Um, but you know, you can get, a, you can get a lot of delicacies. Um, I know. I think I, I waited for a good hot dog at the right. Coliseum. You know, you can get Clarence's on a daily basis. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta support, the Coliseum that's Fair. What, that, that's what makes it go around. That's what makes the Coliseum uh, work. Par parking and concessions and, of course, now beer. Yes. <laughs> so. I did not have that when I was growing <laughs> up, changed. but I'm it's, sure it's my changed. dad did. But it is a neat, and I, and I should know this, I, I should have done better homework. I mean, we talk a couple different terms. Our, 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 our counterpart, Richard Beard, uh, vice chair of the Sports Foundation, he likes to call it the Tournament Town Trifecta. So it's three, and it's back to back to back, but a neater a neater graphic or visual of it, and I don't have the numbers. So, but it's it's so many games in so many days. So when you're hosting major basketball tournaments in three consecutive weeks, that's a lot of basketball. Uh, it's a pretty exciting time, um, and the, the eyes of the 
college basketball world will be on Greensboro and the Greensboro Coliseum. So that's pretty exciting. Absolutely. And what that, because of the scheduling, the way the scheduling works, the women's championship game is at noon on Sunday. Oh. The men's tournament actually begins on Tuesday. Oh. So the teams that are playing on Tuesday are coming in Monday for their shoot around and to visit with the media. So that puts a huge bunch, a huge amount of pressure on the Coliseum staff because it's different courts. <laughs> so the women's court has to get moved out. The men's court has to get moved in and they have to completely turn the building literally overnight so that when those six teams that are going to play on Tuesday come in for practice starting Monday morning, the court is available for them. So you have to have some major infrastructure to make that happen. And that's the planning that Scott Johnson and his team do at the Coliseum and, of course, Matt Brown. And we've been in monthly women's basketball, op women's tournament basketball operations meetings and men's tournament operations meetings since the fall. And things like that have been discussed each, each time. When is the court being delivered? When is it going down? When is this happening? When is that happening? So the, the, it's really like a, an orchestra and everybody has his or her role and it all happens seamlessly. And it is mind boggling what that Coliseum staff can do. Well, it sounds like the hotels are going to have to do that as well because one team leaves and another one comes in. The hotels are extremely busy, extremely busy, and it's a good it's good business for them. Uh, they they play their role uh, with help from the convention and visitors bureau. Um, they're they're decorated and with uh, team colors, team banners. Um, the schools help do that, so it it does become a community wide event. And the decorations you know, brings up an interesting point. It, it starting to roll out right now. We've been working on what. Our signage is going to look like around Greensboro during this time and our our whole thing is tournament town that we've talked about but the tournament town logo got a little bit of a refreshing this year and we actually saw a billboard on the way over here so that's the first one that's gone up but tournament town now at the top just says Greensboro um, it used to say Greensboro North Carolina now it just says Greensboro and at the bottom instead of where champions are made it says tradition mm -hmm. because it is our tradition. These tournaments, these other events, these this is our tradition in Greensboro. And then you're also going to see with it just about everywhere, fans first. Because we put our fans first when they're here. It's We want them to have an incredible college basketball experience. Uh, and, and you're going to see signage all over the place from when people land at Piedmont Trider National Airport. They're going to be on this. The pole banners are already up around town. They're up at the airport. They're up around the Coliseum. And that signage is going to start showing up in bars and restaurants and coasters and buttons and pins. And you're not going to be able to move very far in this town without right. knowing that there's a lot of college basketball. Well, many people would be familiar, particularly downtown, with the globe that sits at the corner of Gate City Boulevard and South Elm. Mm -hmm. And that globe, as of, I think it was yesterday, a major decal was installed on that globe. And it was a globe, but now it's a tournament town globe with the fans first around the bottom of it. So it's... it's Very cool. We just, we just drove past it on the way here, coming downtown from the Coliseum. So it's exciting. Well, speaking of fans and fans first, I know there's a lot of fun stuff that is planned during the... I, at least the ACC men's basketball tournament. Women you, and men's. Mm -hmm. Women's and men's. All right. Can you tell me more about that? So I just got pointed at. So that <laughs> oh, means that's me. Great. So, so uh, it all starts on Tuesday, uh, March 3rd. And uh, historically, there's been a kickoff lunch at the Coliseum. And it's, you know, the mayor speaks, the commissioner speaks. And, and it's just kind of to kick off the whole thing. 
And we've all been to plenty of lunches with speakers. So with this great new facility at uh, the tri at the Coliseum Complex Piedmont Hall, uh, we're changing that to a tip-off party. All and right. it's going to be Tuesday night, uh, March 3rd. Uh, it is open to the public. Um, and it's going to have live music. And there's going to be a little bit of talking, but not much. It's mostly a, a party. It's fun. Let's have some fun. Kick the kick the, uh, the, the period off. I, I, I have heard the ACC mascots are going to be there. Uh, there's some other stuff going on that I won't I won't get into, but that's going to be fun. And then there, uh, Saturday night of the women's tournament, also in Piedmont Hall, another free ticket uh, is uh, the Indigo Girls concert with the Indigo Girls. So uh, that'll be it. that'll be big fun. And then the next week, uh, so at the Coliseum Complex right outside Piedmont Hall, kind of in that parking lot, is going to be our tailgate zone. And inside Piedmont Hall will be live music. Outside will be food trucks and other other places to get different food and drink and a big screen, one of those huge screens that's on a, a trailer. That'll be there. And the idea there is that during the men's tournament, when Wednesday and Thursday, the afternoon sessions end around 4.30 or 5, and the evening sessions start at 7.00, you don't have time to go get dinner someplace. So come out in the parking lot. The party continues. Mm -hmm. Have great food, great drinks, and then go back in for the evening session. Uh, then on Thursday, uh, we're going to have a downtown watch party. Okay. Uh, it's going to be right in front of the Tanger Center. Uh, so we'll have the, the Thursday games on the big uh, big marquee on the side of the building. Uh, and then uh, Saturday, there'll be a festival-type event in downtown Greensboro. Uh, that's going to be down at Hamburger Square. There's going to be live music still working on some details with that, so I won't get into much there. Uh, and then the following weekend during NCAA, uh, there's going to be a downtown festival as well on the off day Saturday. Our NCAA games are Friday and Sunday. So on Saturday, we're going to have a downtown event. So there's going to be plenty to do. Oh, and Saturday of the men's tournament, uh, which is March 14th. You almost forgot one. <laughs> what did I forget? You'll fix it. KC and uh, the Sunshine. KC and the Sunshine Band is actually Friday afternoon at the Coliseum Complex. I've whiffed right over that. In the in the in the White Oak Amphitheater um, on it's that right Saturday there. with with and you know you it's an outdoor event and it's March so you have to be aware of uh, the climate uh, with a plan if that were to happen that we could move that concert with KC and the Sunshine Band into the special events center of the Coliseum that could accommodate about 3,500 people. Again, it's it's open to the public, it's free, um, it's gonna be a fun time. Um, and I, I, I people are really excited about KC and the Sunshine They really Band. are, it's yeah. amazing. Like, you have to have a ticket, and there's certain ways you can get a ticket, but you do have to, it's free, but you have to You have to have a ticket. So you, you, it's free, but you have to go to the Coliseum box office to get your actual ticket. Okay. And I have heard stories in the last couple of days of multiple people in line just to get their case in the sunshine tickets. Well, KC's going to bring the sunshine, so we That's don't have to worry about changing well, Let's it. hope you're right on target with that. So, uh, yeah, that'll be good. So what? What before Mark was correcting me for missing KC and the Sunshine Band, but Saturday of the men's tournament that day is also kind of when people are celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. So all the things that, that go on, I believe there's a big pub crawl that happens. That's going to be on Saturday. We're going to have our event downtown Saturday at Hamburger Square. And, and so that's going to be a fun afternoon down there. And all of these things are scheduled to wind up about two hours or maybe a little bit less prior to the tip of the next session. Because ACC Fan Fest, which will be produced by ESPN, is going to be in the Special Event Center. So that's going to, that is the two hours prior to each session. So we want people to enjoy the entertainment, enjoy the events we have all over the place, and then get there for Fan Fest and then enjoy some great college basketball. Well, I think 
no one listening can uh, deny that there's a huge economic impact on our community. I mean, we're talking hotels, we're talking restaurants, all of that. So, um, you know, certainly those numbers much must be astronomical. But what I'd like to just make sure that y'all tell people is how local support actually helps us um, get and keep these tournaments so that economic impact still stays with us. Well, I'll answer the first part easy as far as the economic impact. Um, and, and again, we'll just talk about a couple of these events. And if you took the figure skating and the three basketball tournaments, those have a, um, a calculated economic impact of over $26 million. And that's all, that's a, that's a national standard in terms of number of hotel rooms that are expected to be booked and then how much, based on that, how much additional money is spent in your community. But, you know, the key thing to economic impact figures, and, you know, this, this is a chamber program, so we're all about economic impact. That's what it's all about. And this, this sports tourism economic impact is very, very vibrant. But, but these figures just touch a part of it. I'll reflect back to the, um, to the, to the figure skating, and there were certain, there were, there were many hours of national TV coverage. NBC Sports and Director NBC. In fact, the rebroadcast of the Skating Spectacular was this past Sunday afternoon as people were preparing to watch a little football game this past Sunday afternoon. Just a small one. So, and that was on NBC. So the, the impact of that type of publicity is just, is just phenomenal. So, yeah, we can give you statistics, but even beyond that, to be able to position the Greensboro community with these types of events is phenomenal. Well, and your point about keeping them is, is very well placed because we are in, just with the men's tournament, we are in a four-city rotation uh, with Brooklyn, Washington, D.C., and Charlotte. And so the commissioner has said many times, we like this rotation, we like where it is. But at the end of the day, the directors of athletics from the 15 schools will vote on where the tournament goes next. So many, at least either nine or 10 of the current ADs have never been to a men's basketball tournament in Greensboro because it hasn't been here in five years. Okay. So we need to put on a show. We need to show these guys that absolutely this is the place for college basketball. And what we have, what we are is a college basketball city. The other three are NBA cities and we have a parking lot and we can tailgate and it's going to be the college basketball experience. And, and, and that's what is going to sell it. And so how does the community support it? They get to these free events when tickets go on sale, public sale, there will be some public sale for some men's basketball tickets, buy them come to the games, enjoy the games, come to the women's tournament, enjoy the games of the women's tournament. Our women's tournament is going to be really impressive this year. So, so many North Carolina teams are playing so well, and NC State is, the, I believe, seventh in the country. So uh, it's going to be some great college basketball, and, and the community just needs to come out and support the tournaments, go to the games, and come to these free events. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Really appreciate it. I'm excited. I love it. I mean, I got two teams. I've got my Demon Deacons, but I grew up a Hokie. So I've got, you know, a good portion of the ACC covered. And you got Carolina and Duke at the table. So. got Carolina and Duke at the table. We got lots of lots of those uh, in our office. So it's a, it's a good time during March. But we, lo- we love Syracuse, too. 
Absolutely. Can't wait to have the orange back. Can't wait to see Coach Beheim. You know, when he was here for the Fred Bearcat Sports Center last spring, we we had we had a I was able to spend a lot of time with him. We had lunch at Possibilities, uh, and and he loved it. And there's a restaurant in Syracuse called Possibilities. So he and I, I said, well, this one's got to be better. And they, you know, and he said, actually, they're very similar. But I, I I'm pretty sure he's looking forward to coming back. Well, good. Well, we're glad to have him. We're glad to have all of the people coming in from all over the state and country uh, for these. But you know. You heard it here first. Come to all the events. And is there any place that people can um, stay in the loop? At any handle, any website? Absolutely. Uh, everything we're everything we've talked about and all the information that's gonna be coming out soon is gonna be posted at tournamenttown.com. So uh, you can access that from your, your mobile device and, and you'll have everything you need. Perfect. Well y'all heard it here first, tournamenttown.com. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union. As one of the largest credit unions in North Carolina, TrueLiant is proud of its work supporting the businesses and the people that make our communities thrive. Chartered in 1952, today TrueLiant serves more than 250,000 members, helping them and our community build strong financial foundations. There are five locations in Guilford County to serve you. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Impact the Borough is recorded at Press Play Studios inside the Greensboro Cultural Center. Producers are Brody Cohen-Glaze and Holly West. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.